411 Live. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. State of world, 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl, 411 Live. Have you ever had a great idea? But putting it into action was something else. I mean, you were energized, and then you hit a roadblock. And for a lot of us, we just say, okay, it's too hard. And, you know, we move on and forget about it. But then there are other people who hit that roadblock and say, okay, I'm going to plow through this. I'm going to push, and I'm going to push, and I'm going to birth this baby. Hello, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. Um, I am talking to a special guest, Joanne Williams, and she birthed that baby. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> and she got a film, a documentary, done. The last time uh, we talked to Joanne on the 411 Live was... December of 2020, I think. Mm. And at that time, there was a tentative title for the documentary, and it has it changed. Um, the final title is The Exchange in White America, Kakana and King, 50 Years Later. Got and it. I, and I forget what it was before. But anyway, um, so you did it. Yes, you, I did it. Did it. You the last time we talked, you were working on it. You were in the middle of it. And you know, it was tough, but you pulled it off. People kept asking me, Oh, how's your film going? And I would say, Yeah, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> and they asked me that for six years. That's how long it took. That's that was one of my questions. How long did it take? Six years. Yes. From the idea to the completion. Yes. Wow. But you stuck with it. I did. Yeah. Were there times where you thought, uh, you know, this is too much? Yes, there were. There were a lot of times when I thought, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing it. It's too hard. It's just too hard. And I would step back and take a break, uh-huh. take a rest, sometimes for an hour, sometimes for a week. Yeah. Sometimes for a month. Okay. I would just step back and say, I... I can't do this and then I looked at some of my film again and I looked at the script again and I said okay I have to finish this yeah so I did were there people who kind of were discouraging maybe said girl this is too much no nobody was discouraging okay people would just nod and say oh okay because they didn't know how hard it is Mm -hmm. there were people who were encouraging like my producer Debbie Paschke yeah who would call me up and say have you eaten today (laughs) <laughs> have you gotten any sleep today? Right. And I would, I sometimes couldn't remember yeah. because I was so deeply into it. Wow. That's good. That's good. I wanted you to come back because, first of all, I am extremely proud of you. Thank you. For doing this and completing this work. I went to the premiere, the Milwaukee Film Festival at the Oriental and watched it. And I was just amazed. I was I was sitting there thinking, this is really good. good. That that was my thought. This is really good. And my husband was with me, Julian, and he, he was saying the same thing. This is good stuff. 
Good. Thank you. Um, and then afterwards, you and all the people who were involved in the making of the film got to get on stage and kind of talk to us a little bit. And it got emotional at times. Oh, yeah. What was that feeling like? It was like showing somebody my third baby. Yeah. I have two sons, and this is my third baby. Mm -hmm. And as my editor said, and it's a girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very emotional because of the subject and because of the work it took mm -hmm. and because of how much time it took and because it was very personal for me. Mm -hmm. It was personal for me to let people see it finally. Yeah. That first screening at the Milwaukee Film Festival, you were sitting in the audience. Right. I was in the back pacing. <laughs> I couldn't sit down. Uh, I still can't sit down when it screens. So it was, um, it's hard to describe. A lot of that day I don't remember mm -hmm. because there was so much going on and there were so many people right. coming at me. Yeah. But we did it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You really did. For people who don't know the story, can you give us that brief, brief synopsis of, of what this film is about? It's about a high school student exchange between Rufus King High School in Milwaukee and Kokona High School in the Fox River Valley. And a social studies teacher at Kokona High School wanted his kids to have a broader view of the world. So to do that, he was going to have them perform a play. The play he chose was In White America the history of African-Americans from slavery to civil rights. But in Kakana, Wisconsin, as I say, they were demographically challenged. There were no black people. So he and another teacher from Kakana, Bernie Hupperts, developed this exchange with Ruth Thomas, a teacher at Rufus King High School who was a black woman. In Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And kids from Rufus King went up to Kakana and lived with families for a month and did the play. And then kids from Kakana came down to Milwaukee and lived with families for a month and did the play. And this all happened in 1966. It was 55 years ago. Wow. So I wanted to find these kids and see what the experience had been. And then in 2016, um, the drama teacher at Rufus King decided to restage the play 50 years later. So they did with a new generation of high school students and a multi-ethnic cast. And then in 2018, a teacher in Kakana invited them back up there to show the community what it had been involved in 50 years earlier. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. And going through it, when those kids went back up to Kakana to do that, some of the people who were in the play 50 years prior... Were there. Were there. Yes. What were their reactions? One of the exchange students, the Kakana exchange students, uh -huh. said that the reaction to the play in 66 was not much at all. People just saw it and thought it was, as he said, an historical presentation, and that was it, and everybody went home. Mm -hmm. In 16, it was much deeper because there were talkbacks and conversations with the cast and with the audience, and people had questions, and they felt like they could ask questions, which was the purpose of the film, right? to generate uh, civil conversation. And so it was better in... 2018 than it was in 1966. Right, right. But the play, the play hasn't changed. In fact, the play was updated. Um, and so, and that was another expansion of your yes. story because as you were doing it during that during that six years, things kept evolving. Oh yes, things kept evolving in in the production of the film and in in America, things yeah. kept evolving and changing. 
And the playwright sent us his updated uh, end to the play, which we put in our production. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, it was phenomenal that I found him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he, in, he's in New York, right? He's in New York. So we went there and interviewed him, and and then he sent us the updated, the new version, uh, which the kids at King did. Yeah. And then they did the same version in Kakana. Yeah. You know, some of the things that, uh, there were a lot of things that stood out to me in the uh, the documentary, but one is, is the um, Kakana kids who were kids back in uh, 1966. Uh, and them talking about and, and being part of the exchange. So the the white kids of Kakana were talking about how the Kakana co- community uh, reacted to these black kids coming up there and staying and, you know, <laughs> that dynamic. And then um, one of the, the, the white Kakana kids who came to Milwaukee, staying with this black family, how that bond was so strong, whereas she was calling the woman mama too. Yes, you yes. You know, it, it was just amazing. Yes, it was. I didn't know what I would expect when I started out. I didn't know what the reactions had been mm-hmm. and what they would be 50 years later. And it took a while once I found these exchange students, these kids who are no longer kids. Right, right. For them to remember what they had experienced. And uh, we had to go through... Uh, a lot of conversation to get them to remember it, uh, but they did, and um, uh, it was very emotional for them. Yeah. It was very emotional for me during shooting the interviews. Mm-hmm. At one point, I had to leave the room. Really? Yeah. Well, tell me about that. Um, we had to shoot uh, most of the interviews. We had to shoot three of the interviews in one day Mm -hmm. because uh, one of the exchange students from Kakana was passing through Milwaukee on one day. Okay. So that's the day we organized the shoot. And uh, I talked to him, and then he went downstairs, and and the next person came in, and I talked to her. And by the time I talked to those two, I was sort of emotionally drained, but then I had to do another one. So then I did another interview. So uh, I had to, that was a very taxing yeah. day too. And I'm grateful for Debbie Paschke because we shot on a Sunday. We had a reception for the original Kakana students and the students from Rufus King who were in the new production. Mm-hmm. This was in 2016. And we had that one day to shoot. And I asked her on Friday, <laughs> What are you doing on Sunday? And she said, well, I don't know. Because I knew there were going to be like 35 people there. And wow. I couldn't deal with all of them at once. Yeah, yeah. So I said, will you come and help me with these 35 people while I'm doing interviews over here? So she did. And she organized things and kept things moving. Right. That's good. While, up, while I'm upstairs doing these interviews. Yeah. And, you know... You know, some of the people were very transparent. I mean, mm-hmm. they told what it was like, you know, being in this lily white community and how folks were reacting to these black folks coming up there. And um, I, I, it was just eye opening, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yes. Um, I'm just, 
you know, it sounds, when you say six years, it sounds like, oh my gosh, that's forever. But, and I think I've told you this in the past, if it were not for that, you know, if you, if you were not flexible enough to let life happen, it would not have been as good of a documentary as it is. I hadn't thought about that. Thank you. Yeah. I guess. Because the playwright, you right. got him, and he wrote a different ending for the, the play. Yes. You know, and then the Rufus King drama teacher deciding to reproduce the, the, the production. Right. I mean, it was just all these additional elements that came into play. Yeah. Whereas you were flexible enough to to include all those things, which right. made it a very, because, you know, sometimes documentaries can get a little boring. But uh, <laughs> I hope mine wasn't boring. It wasn't because it, it, it ebbed it. You, you were going places with it. You know, it had yeah. a, a really, really good uh, storyline within the, the documentary. So that was so, yeah. so much fun. I wonder um, now when you started out, did you have any idea of all of the stuff that you would have to go through? No, no. I had no idea. I started out totally naively thinking I would be able to knock this out in a year, 15 months. Because I, I have to throw it in there because, you know, we're coming from TV, yes. TV news, whereas we get an assignment, we schedule the interviews, we gather up our videographer, we interview the people, and then we look at what we've got, we write it up, give it to the editor, and then we get in front of the camera. Right. You know. Right. But this that I was I was coming I was coming from that yeah. experience. And I used to tell people that from the time you get an assignment uh, until the time it goes on the air is approximately 4 hours. Yeah. So I was thinking that way. And it wasn't four hours. <laughs> no, no way. And we ended up with uh, seventy-four hours of uh, video. Jeez, that had to be gone. Had to go through. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for my editor, Tess uh, Bergson Galoon, who went through all seventy-four hours and found the film in this pile of video, mm -hmm. and did the first edit of the film, and then Don Hertz who did the final edit with me, that took a long time. Yeah. Um, and originally the film was about two and a half hours. Oh, wow. And we got it down to one hour, one minute, and 35 seconds. To me, that is the hardest part. Because going back to TV news, when you um, get a piece and you put it together and it is over the allotted minute 30, you know, and it's 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 2.30 and you got to cut out a minute of it, that can be so hard, especially if your writing is tight, whereas it one sentence just kind of flows into the next. Cutting it, boy, <laughs> that's hard. Well, yeah. And, you know, when you do a documentary, you don't go from a written script. Right. You shoot and you shoot and you shoot, and then you write the script to go along with what you've right. shot. Right. So uh, Kathleen Tank and Gary Rystad and I wrote it. And that took a long time. We spent hours and hours and arguing with each other over a, a particular word or a particular sentence. And then we'd throw all that out and we'd start over and do something different. Yeah. So that, that took a long time. Right. 
You know, if we're going to take a break, and we're, I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk more with Joanne about her project, the documentary. If you haven't seen it, we're going to tell you, you know, how to see it, because you really need to see it. This is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. We'll be right back. I'm an ex-drug dealer, and I'll be your sub today. Two milligrams of fentanyl can be lethal. A lethal dose is in here. Who gets it, I won't know. It's cheap, it's potent, and it's profitable. The sad reality is fentanyl is being mixed into everything now. More kitchen now. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time hero to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. A free online chat can give you the personalized tips you need to start boosting your retirement savings today. Start saving more for retirement so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Visit aceyourretirement.org. Welcome back to the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. I'm Beverly Taylor, and I'm here with Joanne Williams, who um, has completed a, a great documentary called The Exchange in White America, Kakana and King, 50 Years Later. Um, we were talking about that whole thing of you know, that editing process, um, whereas you had to cut it down. And that that really is tough because sometimes when you, you get it, edited you're kind of married to it yes you know and then somebody comes in and says no 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 you got to change this you you need to cut this and you're almost fighting for this marriage you know um so I get it I I can imagine it was hard because you've got several people involved in this process too right 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 yeah the nice thing is though when all is said and done after all this discussion and and arguing and and Mm -hmm. writing and rewriting the final choice is mine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things I've learned over this six years, that in the end, I'm responsible for what you saw on screen. Yeah. And it was nice to be able to say, I hear what you're saying about this, and I understand what you said about that, but we're going to do it this way. Okay. Well, you made good choices. You, you really I think do. so. Yeah, you make good choices. Now that you've uh, it's completed, uh, it it was shown at the Milwaukee Film Festival. You're going to show it in other film festivals, I'm I'm presuming. Yes. And um, and different showings around Milwaukee. What are the responses that you're getting? I haven't gotten any negative responses. That's good. I've got some some people are surprised that it happened because nobody knew it happened unless they knew it happened. Mm-hmm. People cry. Mm. The last showing we had in the Cultures and Communities Festival, um, a friend of ours, whom you'll know, who shall go nameless, okay, came up to me in tears and said, oh, this was so beautiful. Oh, I, when you said you were making a documentary, I didn't realize this is what you meant. Yeah. And uh, Corey Nettles, who did the talk back with me at the last screening, um, said that there are people around him crying. Wow. Sitting in the audience. That's pretty good when you get that kind of reaction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So that means that they were drawn in. Yes. 
Yeah, and that's what you want to do. Yeah. And I often get the question about what's next. What should we do after we've seen this? And I tell people, you should have conversations. You should talk to the people who you were sitting with in the theater about their high school experiences and your high school experiences and how they compare or differ. Mm -hmm. uh, you should talk about it with family and friends when you go home and coworkers uh, when you see them. So that's been the effect that I was hoping for. Yeah. Uh, I hope more people will talk about it after they've seen it. And sometimes, as one of the people in the film says, it takes a day or two to sink in as to what you saw. Yeah. And then you can talk about it. Mm -hmm. She was talking specifically about the play, but the same thing goes for the film. You watch the film and you think about it, and then tomorrow you may say, hmm, what happened to me in high school? Right, right. I'll ask somebody. Because... Um you know, it kind of died down. People didn't know. People living in Milwaukee, people living in Kakana didn't know that this had happened. No. You know, no. and you bring, because the talking stopped right. somewhere. I call this part of Wisconsin's hidden history, mm -hmm. that this happened, that only people who knew about it knew about it. Mm -hmm. But now I want everybody to know about it. Yeah. What are, what are you facing now? Distribution. What? Yes, marketing and distribution. Now I'm in the business end of it. Now I'm trying to find uh, someone who will distribute it so it can be seen on some, possibly some streaming platform uh, or educational distribution in colleges and universities and high schools who want to buy it or rent it and use it as an educational tool. Yeah. That's the part that I didn't expect. Well, there are a lot of things that I didn't expect, but <laughs> that's the part that I really didn't expect. So now I am a businesswoman, and uh, I'm selling the film and I'm renting the film. If I come along with it, uh, I charge a different fee. If they just want the film, that there's there's a separate fee. Right. Um, and I'm going to two film festivals before the end of the year, and I'll see what the response is in totally different cities. Okay. I think it'll be different than it has been in Milwaukee and in uh, Wisconsin. We're going up to the Fox River Valley. I can't tell you when because it's being organized right, right now. Right, To show it to people up there and to people in central Wisconsin. That's good. Who have no contact with Milwaukee whatsoever. That'll I, be interesting. Yeah, I, I think it'll play well, though. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, I really, really We'll do. see how it plays in California. Yeah. Which is one of the first festivals I'm going to. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Be, be sure and let me know about that one, okay? <laughs> yes. So you've gone through this, this whole thing and all the ups and downs and uh, the learning curve. So you've learned a whole lot. A whole lot. Are you getting um, young filmmakers who might be wanting to tap your knowledge now? Oh, that's an interesting question. I've talked to some people. Um, I'm in a group of all younger than I am filmmakers, mm -hmm. and we've talked about what we are doing and have done and hope to do. Um, f the filmmaking community is very collaborative. We'll work with each other whenever asked. So... I have gotten a few questions. I'm sure I'll get more. Yeah. I'm sure after it's shown to high school students, 
I'll get a lot of questions. Um, That's but good. I, st- I still have questions that I ask of filmmakers that I know, yeah. the people I consider my mentors um, who are more experienced than I am. Do you think after going through all of this and you go, wow, I did it, it's done, are you ready to do it all over again? I, um, after we premiered in the Milwaukee Film Festival Mm -hmm. and uh, went through that whole experience, I sort of broke down. And I got very sick for about a week. Really? Yes. Um, and then when I recovered from that, it wasn't COVID. I thought it was, but it wasn't. Yeah. Probably just pure exhaustion. It was. It was exhaustion. Physical, emotional, mm-hmm. mental, just exhaustion. But then I recovered from that, and I looked around, and I knew I had to start this business part of it. Mm-hmm. So I began working on that. But now I've been approached by a couple of other filmmakers to do some another film. Ooh, yes. okay. Which I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no hints or anything, huh? Uh, they both deal with Wisconsin. Really? That's as far as I can go. Okay. In a documentary kind of yes. genre. Yes. Okay. Wow. So you're up for it. I'm up for it. I, to- <laughs> I told somebody, if it took me six years to make this film, I know how old I'm going to be six years from now. (laughs) And she said to me, well, if you don't make another film, you'll still be that old six years from now, right? Good point. So go ahead and do it. Uh, Yeah. Okay. What have you learned personally from this journey? I've learned patience. Hmm. I've learned uh, how to be better organized. I've learned how to work with a larger team, uh, I've learned to forgive myself oh. for not achieving what I wanted to achieve in, say, the course of a week. Um, and another friend of mine told me that I should be very happy that I was able to pull all these people together, do all this work, get it finished. And get the film out there, which when you're in the middle of doing it, you don't think about all that because you're right there doing one thing at a time. You don't look at the big picture. And looking back at the big picture, I'm amazed at what I've accomplished. And, of course, very proud of what I've accomplished. But looking back on it, I say it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, And the people who have come alongside you. Yes. Yes. That's been rewarding for you, I'm sure. They have been. Um, the, all the people who joined my team did it because they believed in the story. Um, and, of course, they got paid, too, because it's a business. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't have done it if they hadn't believed in it. Yeah. So I have to thank. Uh, here's my thank you speech. <laughs> I have to thank Kathleen Tank, uh, Debbie Paschke, Donna Triplett, Don Hertz, Tess... Bergeson Galoon, uh, Jackie Heard Barber, Christopher Nicholson. Um, oh, I'm not, I'm going to forget somebody. Uh, Bob Quast, Matthew Trattier, 
uh, and there's one more person, me. <laughs> but there's another person <laughs> I don't feel bad because I forgot them. Denise Calloway and Gary Reistead. Okay. You know the number, right? You, yeah. You've already 12. You've done it so much. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's very cool. You, you talk about the big picture. And that's why I'm so proud of you because I can, from the outside looking in, I can see this big picture. All these people, all these places that you had to go, all these interviews that you had to do, 70-something hours worth of footage, all that stuff, uh, piecing it together in the right way to tell the story the best way it could be told. Um, that's what I see. So that's why I go, good girl. <laughs> Thank good you. girl. <laughs> it's, it's, it's doable. You could do it. Yeah. That first thing that you mentioned, patience. Mm -hmm. That's, um, you know, that's one <laughs> yeah. of those. You have to learn patience. You, definitely, definitely. But for you, it, it's definitely been worth it. So that's great. So, Joanne, I am so glad that you came back so we could talk about the success of this completed project because this is outstanding. Well, thank um, you. And those two projects or two or three or four or five that you have coming up, keep us posted on it. You know, when you can talk about it, we can talk about it. You'll All hear right. about them. You'll All right. Hear about them. So when you hear this name, this title, The Exchange in White America, Kakana and King, 50 years later, go see that documentary. Wherever it's available, check it out. Milwaukee, native, uh, Joanne Williams, people know her from TV. You did a good job. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. Hey, we are a nonprofit organization pulling in uh, interesting people and community issues. If you would like to help us, go to our website, the411live.org. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.